enough. Today we are going to kind of go over an adventure we had over this past weekend. Um, Rachel, Amelia, and Natasha, we all went over to Madame Sherry's Castle Ruins in Chesterfield, New Hampshire. Um, the drive up was absolutely gorgeous. The foliage is really starting to come to over there. Um, and it's a place that we've all really wanted to visit. So we were able to do that this past weekend and thought it would be fun to kind of share a little bit of the history of the castle with you guys and also kind of talk through what our experiences were um, because it was definitely like very interesting and very cool to be there. Um, I'm not really sure what I was expecting, but it definitely surpassed any expectations I had. Um, on top of just thinking it was like a really pretty place to go visit. Um, so yeah, so basically the castle ruins are, um, ruins, <laughs> obviously, of Madame Cherie's house that she had built in the woods of Chesterfield, um, after she had moved back here from Paris. And the reason why she wanted to be here from everything I've gathered is that um, she had vacationed near Chesterfield in Vermont and just, like, really liked it and felt like she wanted to be here. And who can blame her? It's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, she she built her house up. She had all these extravagant parties, and she was just... An all-around fancy lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, Natasha has um, a book that we kind of referenced during our trip. Um, we read it on the way up, and she'll be able to go over some of the more, like, concrete facts. But yeah, it's a really neat experience, and we wanted to share it with you guys. Yeah, so the book that um, I have is called Strange New Hampshire uh, by Renee Mallet, and it just mentions all sorts of weird like places and things that you can do and see around the state, and this was in the book, but I had heard of it prior um, and figured why not, you know, make this trip out there um, since it's something that most of us have heard about. Um, but basically, uh, Madame Cherie was actually born uh, Antoinette de Lilas in the early 1900s Paris. Uh, she was actually a cabaret singer in Paris. And for unknown reasons, in 1911, she moved to New York um, with her husband, who was uh, Andre Rael, um, who was a silent film star. Uh, on their way to New York, they changed their name to Sherry, and she basically moved up here to New York. She started a successful costume design business for Broadway, um, and then after her husband died uh, in 1924, she left New York and and she basically had amassed a fortune at that point and moved up to nowhere, New Hampshire. Um, because like Sam said, they had spent a lot of vacations there. Um, and uh, apparently it was a popular retreat for 
theater folk. Um, but she built a 15 room, what they said, mansion at the time. She liked to call it her castle. Um, and she basically became an iconic figure around the town. Um, she would be seen being driven around by her chauffeur um, with her pet monkey on her shoulder and supposedly would just wear a fur coat and nothing else, even in like summer. Um, so she definitely seemed like a very eccentric character. Um, and then I guess, you know, as the years went on and the parties that she would hold, it um, was dubbed like a brothel, basically, by town folk. Um, so there, that's like a rumor to this day uh, that we even experienced, too, of people like visiting the ruins and, you know, just calling it a brothel and not even spending the time to look into the history. So that's a really... Um, you know, another important reason why I think that we wanted to go here and explore and also, you know, spread the word of the actual story. Um, and so, she, you know, she would have all these parties there uh, over the years. And as like the uh, tales go these days that if you go there and visit the ruins, you can hear like um, reminiscent music and chatter from the party, um, the whole like archway of the stairs leading up to her castle are, are pretty much still there. Um, the foundation is there and some other steps as well. Um, there was a fire that occurred in 1962. Unknown arsons kind of gutted the place. Uh, but even, you know, today there is a significant amount of stone structure that still stands and you can visit it as a part of like a public um, trail in Chesterfield, New Hampshire. And even that whole surrounding um, loop and trail area is been dubbed like Madame Sherry's Forest. Uh, so we got to go there and check it out, you know, just in time for the sun to set. And uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was honestly, like, it was wicked worth the trip, and there were so many people who came to look at it. Like, I was shocked Yes, how many people ended up being there. It was very popular. There wasn't, like, more than 10 minutes that we were ever there without other people coming by. Until after dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, but even then there was that other group that was there. That's true. So yeah. it's definitely like a high traffic area. I mean, who could blame anyone for wanting to be there? <laughs> We've also been stuck inside and have not had much to do for the past six months. So. Right, yeah. I think the main trail goes by it too. That goes into the Ann Stokes Loop. Yeah, I think you're right. So... You know, if you see that, you're probably like, ooh, let's take pictures. If you've never been there before, you don't know about it. Right. Right. I mean, can you imagine? You're just, like, walking. You're like, oh, I'm going to go do this little hike. And then you, like, start walking. You're like, I'm sorry. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. I actually read that a lot of people, like, one of when I was researching it beforehand, one of the articles I was reading, the girl was saying that she accidentally just turned in the wrong direction and went down a different trail than mm -hmm. the direction she was reading told her to, and she just ended up there. So it probably does happen a lot. For sure. Um, what I thought was really cool is that people clearly bring 
her offerings because when we walked up, um, there was this like bouquet of fake roses set near her staircase. And um, when I was climbing up the like the main staircase, you could see all the places where there were like wax drippings of like candles that people mm. had probably burned there for her. Um, there were like a few stray tea lights near like the um, the fireplace. So like it's definitely like really cool to see how many people bring stuff for her and like just kind of like hearing how she's been described. I'm sure she's loving literally every second of it. <laughs> what yeah, I thought for was, sure. What I thought was interesting too, and this could be for a multitude of reasons. One, being I don't go outside often. Two, being <laughs> that I'm from suburban Massachusetts. But I feel like for how heavily trafficked the trail was, there was like minimal to no litter that wasn't an offering for her. Like, Usually I feel like there's beer cans everywhere and like soda bottles and like garbage because people are garbage (laughs) and there just wasn't the presence of that. So it could be respect. It could be good parks and rec maintenance. I don't know. But it was really interesting to feel like, oh, I'm genuinely in nature right now and I'm not like 20 feet from a parking lot, which is basically what it was. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point. I mean, there was definitely graffiti. Um, especially in the lower level, but there was like virtually no trash, which is pretty cool. And even if we saw people with like, you know, food and drinks and or whatever around, like nobody really left anything behind, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. And I'd like to just make a note that the four of us didn't necessarily know where we were going when we got there because there's not like clear directions online how to actually get to the ruins. And it is only about a two minute walk, but we were very prepared. (laughs) We were very prepared. Like we're hiking Everest. (laughs) We each had a backpack. Mine had... um, a variety of snacks, emergency snacks, <laughs> a bottle of water, <laughs> emergency books, snacks. Um, a whistle. <laughs> you never know. Tosh had all our ghost hunting gear. Guys, we should do, you know, um, I forget what it's called, but there's a blog that's pretty famous online that's like, what's in my backpack or something, and people will put the bag down on the ground and then lay out each of the items that's in their bag and take a photo from above. I feel like if you guys still have all your stuff together, it would be really cool to do that for each of our packs that we brought with us on the trail um, and like post the pictures or provide the picture somewhere. Cause I think it would be really funny for people to see how overprepared we were. <laughs> that is a wonderful idea. I'm so, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, do. My yo-yo and my duct tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The duct tape that we found. The duct tape we found. <laughs> Rachel was ready to go full Home Alone hijinks on any, like, demon that was there to get her. She was Always. like, you will not catch me without my yo-yo. <laughs> you never know. That string could come in handy. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, you got us there, Rach. Yep. Yep, we have a lot of pictures and videos to share with everybody. Um, 
on our social media sites and we'll have our YouTube channel up and running by then. So there'll be a lot of cool stuff to look at. Um, And we did bring Natasha's ghost equipment. Yes. So the the highlight of the trip. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So naturally, you know, you got to bring some ghost equipment to a place that's supposedly haunted in the middle of the woods while it's getting dark. (laughs) Um, but yeah, definitely I had an EMF detector, so an electromagnetic field detector. Allegedly, spirits, when they manifest, are made out of electromagnetic energy. Um, so utilizing that device, which also gauges temperature, can just take a look at like different spikes happening in the atmosphere around you. Um, normally, the only thing that triggers that would be um, like devices, electronic devices. So we did make a point to put all of our um, phones and whatnot on in airplane mode, which does prevent any interference from phones. And there was definitely no electricity out there. So we got a lot of good uh, readings off the EMF. Um, I also had brought a, um, a infrared, basically heat device uh, that would just be reading the environment to see if there was any hot or cold spots manifesting around. Um, Not sure we got anything valid off of that, but uh, the star of the show always is the Phasma box, um, which is basically a version of a ghost box if you're, you know, um, aware of different types of uh, paranormal hunting activity. and devices on TV and whatnot, but it's a Phasma box. It's a software uh, developed for Windows by Extreme Senses, um, requires no internet or anything, and it's based off of an SP7 spirit box where uh, basically you'd just be going through different frequencies. In this case, it'd be going through different uh, reverb and word banks uh, to pick up different words and sentences that come through verbally, um, allegedly with spirits so this one's always pretty active and I think that we got a lot of different voices coming through Um, certainly some that were intelligent and weren't afraid to say so Um, some could definitely be more residual but definitely a lot to go through and I think the most intriguing part is the the French speaking aspect because Obviously, Madame Cherie was from Paris, and I'm sure she had a lot of friends from Paris and French-speaking acquaintances attend her parties and whatnot. So it was really, really cool to hear their different voices come through. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to go over it even more to see if we can dig out any more uh, audio clips for you guys. Yes, it was very exciting. Um, We did have a friend who helped us out, so we'll share some of those recordings that we got, and you can hear that it is French. And he helped us decipher to the best that he could what he thought it was saying. So we're going to work more on that. But when we do post the episode, we'd be happy to hear other people's thoughts on anyone who is fluent in French. Um, can maybe give us some feedback but it was really cool when we first got there we just kind of like explored a little bit and if you're familiar with the site you have like the spiral staircase um, and then there's another one that goes up on the other side so on the left and the right you can kind of see the foundation you can see where there was a fireplace 
And um, what we thought was a second fireplace, but when we look back on the original photos is actually, it was like, what would you guys say? Like a stone structure that was holding up a tree that was part of the design of the home, I guess. Yeah, it was Um, like a a tree was built into the structure of the home on on the outside. And it was just like enveloping it almost like a a half like open faced chimney. Um, And that's why we thought it was a chimney at first. But then it was crazy to find out that that was actually a tree that was inside of that at one point. Right. Yeah. And then underneath too, we were also able to go underneath the foundation and we're not sure if that was a basement or or what it was but you could go under there as well and we did go under there when it got dark which was a little spooky we heard some wildlife (laughs) some owls um that sounded like they were talking to each other and i think on our way out we heard a coyote so it definitely got spooky out there um but we picked up a lot of voices and i've been able to do this with Tasha a couple times on different locations and it can be like a little ominous and scary but just because it's not something you're used to hearing but we definitely did pick up on a couple voices I think the two prominent ones were male and female so maybe it was Sherry and her husband unsure but um if anyone has else has gone there and had any experiences along those lines, tell us about it. Because from the research that I did, people have reported hearing music and she used to host these big elegant parties and people have sensed different energies there and have seen things with their eyes. And Sam and Tosh actually both felt like physical sensations. So maybe you guys want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I will be the first to admit that I've never really had any sort of like paranormal experiences or anything like that. Like I'm very interested in all of this. I've just never experienced anything for myself. Um, But we were standing kind of in the basement area, like Rachel had described. Um, And I was just standing there and all of a sudden my the side of my thigh, like right above my knee, felt really cold. And there was like pressure, almost like as if like a dog was leaning up against my leg. And I've never felt anything like that before. So I like frantically called Rachel over because she had the um, EMF detector. Yeah, the EMF detector. And it like went off the chart. And the first time I had to double check that my plane was on airplane mode and it wasn't. So that definitely could have been a factor, but I, so after that, I like had promptly put my plane back on airplane mode, my plane. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) My private jet. We're on airplane mode. (laughs) Yeah, bitch is fancy. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, (laughs) My phone back on airplane mode and, um, she went back to exploring like inside the basement with Tosh. And then a few minutes later I felt it again. And I was like, okay, I know my phone is on airplane mode now. Rachel come over here. And it didn't go as crazy off the charts, but we still got like a decent reading. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I can't remember either, but I do have a lot of pictures and videos of the detector. But if I recall correctly, 
I think Tasha mentioned that like when it goes into like the super high numbers or in the hundreds, that's usually because of electronics and that the readings we were getting once we were on airplane mode were more realistic to what it would be if we were picking something up. Is that right? Yeah, that, that is I feel right. like it was like around 60, like in the 60s, if I remember correctly. But yeah, and it wasn't bad energy. Like I started getting spooked out when it got dark because, um, I don't know, like murderers and animals <laughs> the dark. <laughs> to death. But like the idea of like the spirits that would have been there or were there – like, I wasn't afraid of that. Like, it felt very peaceful and, like, very laid back, I guess, which is, like, makes sense for whose house it was. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I thought was interesting, too, which is unrelated to the physical sensations, but when I went up the stairs which I don't recommend doing because after I look back at the pictures, I was like, this is not safe. And so dangerous is going to die or ruin the beautiful structure. But when I was up there, I got pretty close to the top, not all the way because it was scary, but I did smell perfume. Oh yeah. I forgot you mentioned that. I forgot that. that too. Yeah. It was like super strong. No one else was up there. And I think at the time that that was happening, we were the only ones at the site too. Um, and I was wearing perfume, but it wasn't my perfume. I would have known that. So I thought that was interesting because, you know, she, they were throwing these elegant parties there and whatnot, and she was wearing Chanel and costumes and all that. I'm sure they had some pretty nice perfume too. So just something to think about, I guess. I wonder what Chanel perfume smells like now. You don't know what it smells like? Nah, dude. <laughs> it, it's pretty spicy. Yeah. Depends on the one, but it can be really spicy or really floral. Of the two, I think I've I've smelled. I wonder if I were to smell some. I mean, I'm sure whatever she wore back in, mm-hmm. you know, the 50s or 60s is might not even be around now. I don't know, but it would be cool to see if I could like pick up on that smell again. Yeah, for sure. It was oh. definitely more floral. Yeah. That's what's weird about scent, though, where it's such a strong indicator for memory. I feel like I'm glad you smelled the perfume and you would be willing to smell it again because I I know you guys said the spirits there didn't feel like they were giving off any sort of ill will. And I trust you guys' assessment of that. But I'm pretty sure I'm so afraid of other things I can see, you know, like vehicles, humans, animals so like for anything you can't visibly see to the naked eye it's like that level of fear times 25 because I swear to god as soon as it wasn't even like the sun hadn't even set yet but because of how dense the forest cover was it got dark really quick and I felt like my eyes were bulging out of my head because I was just trying to open them so wide so I could see anything that was there in hopes that I guess I would fight it. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> anytime e- exploration, it's it just scares the Jesus out of me. And that place was no different. And you guys were all like, come on, it's safe. And then the box told me to run. And then I ran. And then the box laughed at me and told Natasha that I'm in trouble now, which 
very well played, sir. But like, yeah, so funny. they know I'm gullible. That's what it is. That's why I'm afraid. They can smell that I'm gullible and scared. I think they can. I really do think that spirits can pick up on that stuff. And of course, it's like normal to go into it a little uneasy and like being a little scared if you've never done it before. So they're probably like, this is the one. We're going to get her. Um, I think if I recall correctly, Tasha mentioned that she saw something too. So when it got darker, we specifically wanted to like test the waters out because less people were around. So maybe they, the spirits would be more comfortable talking to us, but we wanted to go back down to like the basement area before we left. Um, And I'm not sure if it happened when we were down there the first time or the second time, but we were in there. And when I believe you said when I walked out, you thought you saw something going back in. Yeah. So it was the second time, like when it was dark and we were down there and then you got called over by, by Sam. Um, and I like left the archway of the basement area. And then I was just like looking at you in that direction. And I felt like I saw like a white mist, like swoop in from above, like in the archway back into the basement area. And I was like, Oh, I think I just saw something with my own eyes also while all of this is happening. And, you know, that's like pretty common too. Like if somebody's like experiencing something physical, you're very likely to see something, hear something all like in a row or at the same time. And it's just like the activity picking up. Yeah, absolutely. And other people had claimed to have seen things too. A lot of people had said that they thought maybe they saw an actual figure or like flashes of a figure Um, I read that too like at the top of the uh like staircase on top of the arches like some people would claim to see like a full-blown like figure in a dress up there right which kind of relates to the perfume smell true if that's where she would hang out um because from what I was reading as well, she would stand at the top of the staircase as she would greet all of her guests coming into the parties. So makes sense. Maybe that's yeah, maybe that's her spot. Um, which is cool. We did pick up I feel like a lot of the voices that we heard were around like the fireplace area too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where um, I got my physical touch all on my left side. Mm-hmm. Like I was experiencing like straight up goosebumps only on my left arm and just like feeling really cold. I think we did have the thermal camera out at that point too, but it was just like every time we were getting like basically the time frame from when we were getting the clips that we shared with Brendan, um, I was feeling something on my left side, like over my shoulder. Which it's worth noting. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Amelia. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, it is worth noting for the listeners that it was at least 80 degrees that day. It oh, yes. humidity was like 99.9%. It was disgusting out. And the sun setting and the tree coverage really provided little to no relief. So for them to have cold spots is pretty profound because I don't think there was another cold spot to be found anywhere else. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. 
was a very warm day. Oh. Um, yeah. So I think overall, I think we all pretty much had the same takeaway that there's definitely still something there. For sure. Um, yeah. I would love to go back. Me too. And like yeah. maybe stay after dark longer, girls. Oh, hell no. Yeah. You'll have to drug me. Drug me and bring me in a wheelchair. Just weekend up and <laughs> tell me how it went after. <laughs> we can wear headlamps. Oh my god, no, because then they'll flicker the lamps and they'll go, haven't you seen a horror movie? <laughs> they'll only do it to you. I know! <laughs> That's why I'm afraid. They know. They can smell my weakness. I really want to be back there and like for like a photo shoot and like do some really fun photography stuff there. It's like whether you believe like in the spirit world or not, it's just really beautiful and like a really cool place to hang out for a little bit, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice trail. I feel like it's just pretty all year round Mm -hmm. and it is so close to the parking lot. It's really only about a two minute walk. And it's really pretty accessible too for anyone with accessibility concerns. Like it's a short walk, but it's Mm -hmm. also a pretty level walk. It's not horribly treacherous or anything like if any of you guys know me, you know I don't like doing anything physical, and I only broke a sweat because of how humid it was. Like, if it was a, a normal fall day, if the world wasn't on fire, I definitely would have been very comfortable doing that walk. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking gross out. Yeah. <laughs> also, I imagine that place, because I know the, the foliage is starting to turn on the on the drive-in. We saw a lot of that, but mm-hmm. I feel like the forest was still pretty freaking green. So I bet in like one to two weeks time, the foliage there is probably like primo, which like, ooh, photo opportunities. Hell yeah. Yeah, love it. absolutely. And there's I, a, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say that there's a trail too. If you keep going, it's two miles. It's a two mile loop, the Ann Stokes trail. Um, and I was reading that when she grew sick, she didn't die at the castle. She, I believe she died in like an elder home. Um, she had put the castle in the name of Ann Stokes, who is the artist for Dungeons and Dragons. Yay, Um, nerds! Yeah. (laughs) So there's a two-mile loop around the lake over there, too, which two miles isn't that bad, um, you know, for some people. But check it out. Check it out. And if you've been there, we want to hear about it. Um, We Someone did point out to Amelia on Facebook that I'm not really sure where it was, but in a tree there was, like, a little memory box. We didn't come across that, but it had apparently like a notebook where people would like write poems or leave little drawings and, or just put their name and when they were there. So uh, if we go back, I definitely want to look for that. Same. You know, other people too should look for it. And poor one out for Madame. Yes, we We did. did. That's right. I hope that bitch likes white cloth. (laughs) Yes. I was actually thinking back to what you said about taking photos of the backpacks. And I believe there is a photo, maybe it's a video, of me in the basement area 
and my backpack was wide open and it was just like the empties full of empties and, <laughs> and I had no idea I had no idea oh my god <laughs> so that'll be a funny picture to share <laughs> yes it's so good <laughs> I bet that bitch had so many GNTs, and if you like GNT, you like Celsius. Let's not like, come on. That's not right. Come on, I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not a controversial statement. No, we suddenly get hate mail <laughs> from <laughs> Adam oh. Gin lovers. <laughs> How dare you compare my white claws to a GNT? <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. So I guess to wrap it all up, it was a really fun experience to be able to like be outside and explore a new place. It was really cool to know the history too. And just like having an idea of what went on there. Like I am a sucker for that stuff. I love it. Um, And I think it went really well. So I think we are going to continue to visit like different um oddity spots throughout new england and kind of you know report back to you guys if this is something that you want to hear more of definitely let us know because we have a lot of fun doing stuff like this um and additionally at the end of this episode we are going to put um some snippets in from our chat with brendan just so you guys have an idea of some of the meanings we've kind of interpreted from the um, ghost box. So that'll be at the end of this episode. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Any final thoughts, guys? Um, Nope. Just definitely wait and check out all the pictures and videos and the clips that we have. There's a lot of good footage and it's just a really pretty interesting place. So we're excited to share it with you guys. Yes, and if anyone, any fellow New Englanders or folks that have visited New England have any favorite spooky locations that they know are investigatable, or if that's even a word, or just accessible, <laughs> like let us know what your recommendations are. Because I do think, given the fact that the pandemic's not going anywhere anytime soon, uh, this was a really good way to get back together in person in a very safe and mindful way and still, you know, do something that we're all really interested in. So recommendations, welcome. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening. As always, we really appreciate you guys more than you know. Um, We're having a lot of fun doing this and you listening means the world to us. Yep. Yes. Love you guys. Thanks, guys. (laughs) All right. Signing off, strangers. Take care of each other. Um, Yeah. uh, First of all, I'm not an expert in French. I'm like intermediate at best. So, um, but yeah, I listened to, I pulled the audio from those videos that Rachel sent me. There was three that Rachel sent me. Like, I guess the first thing, the part that you guys all picked up on in one of the videos, they definitely video three. say video, yeah, video three, which I just labeled them in the order that Rachel sent them to me. Yes. <laughs> so it's one, two, three. Uh, mm-hmm. And the third one, though, it definitely does say, je ne sais pas, you guys, that was, that is like absolutely what was said. Yay. Um, 
and that's yeah that is just i don't know um so that's like pretty easy to understand and then let me go back into my messages yep and then the second one the first one is the one where we asked are you here and you thought you heard the word appear uh yeah so let me find it here it sounds like it says like it sounds like she's like like an acknowledgement like the first little part doesn't sound like a real word i wish i could play this for you guys at the same time um but it's like it sounds like an, like an acknowledgement but not a real word like we'd say like huh or something uh-huh. and then it's like de parrette which is i don't i haven't really been able to figure it out yet but the parrette part um that word is a verb i think again I, I wrote down like a ton of different things that I think it could be, but what it really, really sounds like to me is the verb pahet, which is to appear. Um, but in that context, I can't figure out, there's a word that she says right before it that I can't exactly figure out in that context because it sounds like she's saying de, um, which means two, but like the number two. Mm-hmm. So that would make absolutely no sense um but it might be like de or something unless Um, it were i guess it could also be something like because a lot of time with the phasma box you don't get full sentences either yeah so it could be like two people appear or something i don't know yeah maybe like two appear or something like two people appear Right. Oh, no, but they didn't say people. So that could be uh, possible too. And um, But that definitely sounds like it's like one phrase, like the, with the inclination in the voice of the voice. Um, but so it definitely sounds like it could be that. But it also sounds like it could be like a three syllabled word. Um, so there's some other ones that it could be like. De Vander, which wouldn't it would just be a regular word. It's like disband. Mm. Or there's a couple other different words that it could be if it was two words again. But it's like really hard to tell, even slowed down. But it definitely sounds more like something because it sounds like a P. So that's what I think that that is. It's something using the verb appear or to appear. Could it be je, like I, I appear? Um, maybe. I, mean, uh, I haven't listened it, to it yet, so I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it doesn't really sound like it's je, um, but the conjugated version of um, perre, and as far as the je verb, the je version, it would sound the same. Hmm. So, but it definitely, I just listened to it again. It definitely sounds like a D, hmm. but like D-E. Let me see if that is because sometimes there's like different contexts with different letters in front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just like looking real quick. Was this before or after we asked how many there were of them? <clears throat> after. So that would make sense if they said two appear, like the number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's in the clip too. We were. I think Tosh was saying that it sounds like one of us says like 10 question mark. 
that's a that's a different one entirely yeah that's the second oh. clip <laughs> um, so i don't i don't remember if this one was before or after i think this might have been before we asked how many how many there were i can um, find out real quick and then the clip second, two yeah it was clip two is, it's the one where you ask are you here and then it has that like horrifying horn sound <laughs> yeah that's and clip then, one and then she's like uh de parrette yeah, it's the one where you ask, are you here first? And that's the shortest of the three videos. Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, that one's 20 seconds long. Um, so, but, well, I was, like, looking, because, like, sometimes different letters in front of different words mean different things. So I Google translated all the different do words, I all, like, D starting words that I thought I heard. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is like a real translation, but if you go in Google Translate and do D-E, which is usually means of, um, and do parrette, it says of parents um, instead of something about appearing. So I have no idea if that's like a true translation or not, though. That's the thing that I like would not have the context to know or the vocabulary to know. But that's interesting, too. So like if it's D-E... And the word parrot, um, it ends up translating as of parents, uh, as opposed to something appears. Interesting. And for the record, the spelling of the verb is so that is the verb to appear. Um, can you guys see my chat? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. So, but, oh. mm-hmm. but that's like, that's an unconjugated verb. So on its own thing, it's just to appear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where like this, I'm about to write another thing to make it make more sense. Hopefully. You need to have to add an S at the end. Grammatically, that makes no sense. I guess mm-hmm. like to, to, I guess it could be like to appear, but I'd have to figure out like the correct spelling or the way that they'd say that. Cause it would probably be a different conjugation, but it still might sound the same. It would probably be ENT at the end because it's more than one. Right. Would that mean two parents? That's the thing. Like, I don't know if they have the, actually, yeah, it says that. Oh, again, Google translate. I have the vocabulary of probably like an eighth grader in French. I can speak it. Like I can Same. speak it pretty well and understand it pretty decently. Um, but like I don't know what every word means. My, but um, that would actually mean apparently again from Google to parents. So like, but I'm not totally sure the accuracy of that. But I can try a different. Either way, it's spoopy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, either way it sounds like there's there was they were referencing that there were two there, whether it be two uh, like appearing or two that were maybe married and parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, so the new Apple Translate app says that it means two ears, so we may not find a solid answer. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I I do like the way that um, Perret is pronounced sounds exactly the same as the way that she says it in the video. So, like, 
I don't know. I, I feel pretty confident that that's the word, but this there might be other words that sound like it, but it's that one specifically sounds like it would definitely be that. And then with some sort of a variation on it. Um, and cool. the sounds kind of the same as the, but it's more like the. And that would mean of parents or of parent, I guess, in this scenario. So I don't know if that even makes any sense at all. Hi, Zuzu. She just jumped in my lap. Hi, honey. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much, I think that's pretty much everything in that first video. There's not really any other context. Let me listen to it again real quick. All right, yeah, so I don't hear, there's no more like speaking in that first one. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like horrifying sounds. Is that important for you guys? <laughs> that's <laughs> normal. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's not necessarily you know actually horrifying sounds it's more of the software doing its thing <laughs> like a chorus of children giggling yeah i'm like uh, that's like yeah that's scary. <laughs> i did um, forget to warn amelia about that so again i'm sorry that's okay. uh, um on the second one which is a little longer i only cut down part of it so let me to give you guys some context let me see which yeah, I don't know if this one had any French in it, but I definitely heard some numbers and the word internet. I did write some notes as well. Okay, let me listen because I and it opens up with some sort of something, um, and I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I do think that there's French in that one too. So right after Rachel says or whoever says how many people are here. So it definitely, I think, definitely has French in it. But I don't know. It, I mean, there's definitely more than one voice, too. Mm. But there's, like, one that's really echoey, and right after that, there's another phrase that said, which to me sounds like, and again, like, I have not been able to figure out exactly what it says, but it sounds like Ila de Chanel. Like, if you listen to it now, that's, what, like, what it sounds like it's saying. Mm. Um, which is wouldn't be a real sentence that's like saying he like he has oh, <laughs> like the chanel like the chanel boots or something like um but oh my God, so, bottom jeans bottom yeah bottom. <laughs> literally has like a, i mean well, chanel was actually, around wait, when wait, the wait. castle was built yeah so that actually might make sense because of the extravagant parties and whatnot that madame Cherie actually did here and one of the first English words or words in general that came through when we first turned it on before we even got serious about it was expensive. That's oh, really? true. All yeah. right. Well, to me, it sounds literally like Ila de Chanel, um, which, again, like, I'm, of course, like, not positive, but Ila is like he has. Mm -hmm. So, like, Ila, it's spelled like that, and it's he has. But there's also Ilya. Um, there is. Yeah, that's there is. And sometimes, like, you don't hear the Y, like the Ilya. Sometimes mm -hmm. the way French people say it is just, like, it given by context and you don't really notice it. So I think that it definitely starts either he has or there is. And then to me, it really sounds like they, uh, D-E-S, which is, like, a plural the. It's like Ila, Ila de... Chanel would have to have an S at the end, but like, so that's where it doesn't really make sense. Like, Ila 
they Chanel's. But you also... Don't, you, don't hear, you don't hear the S, but it would be like, he has the Chanel's or something. Because they spelled that way. That's how it sounds as far as like the... Like it would be de if it was singular, but it's de. So it's mm-hmm. plural. Um, so like it, it doesn't make sense, but I haven't necessarily listened to it enough to make to know that that's positive. But that maybe. Well, she was a rich. Talk? She was a rich costume designer for Broadway productions. Mm-hmm. Right. So it would make sense that if they were using the best of the best, that Chanel could have been one of the designers or the designer brands that she would utilize. And then I'm sure people who she would invite here from Paris and all of that would be in designer brands as well. Yeah, right. So like the context wise, like it makes sense that she could be talking about it. I'm not sure that I have the sentence right. Mm -hmm. Just because like grammatically, you wouldn't refer to it as in a plural way. But again, that's speaking in English. So I guess I don't really know. Um, How old? is the, ca- the castle it it burnt down in 1962 but <clears throat> um, oh she died in poverty who knew that in 65 yeah yeah all right so obviously she 1920s the brand was already around late so. 1920s i was just double checking the time frame but obviously chanel was around in the 60s so <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and the company started in 1910 in Paris, so... Oh. Oh, well, she was born in 1911, so that adds up, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like that... I Yeah, that so that could make some sort of sense in some way if, if I could figure out the actual sentence more properly. Because um, context- contextually, like, it would make sense for her to be talking about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... And then later in that same video, let me listen just for another second because it gets really quiet, but there's more audio in there. Some that I can't understand at all. It's like really deep. And that's where I want to like, I got to like increase the volume so I can hear it a little better, but I haven't had the chance to do it yet. Um, All right. There's a little tiny blip after Rachel, after you say how many of there of us are there. (laughs) Which I think is the exact way you said the sentence. <laughs> There's like yes, a tiny. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, I think they understand because it sounds like they answered. But um, let me. There's like a tiny little word. Uh, I wish you guys could hear this slowed down version that I'm playing right now. But um, it sounds like and like with a super rolled R. It sounds like she's saying trap or something. Um. So. I. I'm not exactly sure yet, but um, it could be like a couple of different things. So like trap is like a hatch. Mm. Um, and then, which it definitely sounds like it could be that. Another thing that I was thinking is in context of the question, which is T-R-O-P, is yeah, too many um, or too much. And the, but it doesn't. You wouldn't. You don't say the p though. So that's you can yeah. super hear the p in the video. I mean in the audio though. So I don't know that it would make sense. But mm. trap is hatch, um, and then clock with a q. Um, 
which it sounds more like a P to me, but again, I'll, I'll keep listening to it and try to give you guys some better answers, but is uh, like stalking. Uh, no. Uh, and that's like the only two words that I could think of that would, that it sounds like, but it's so, so fast and so quiet. And it's like, it's really, the R is like wicked rolled. So that's like most of it. It's like truck <laughs> or something. <laughs> but uh that's in the second one too and then i think there's like one more piece at the end where you guys i have this cut on my in logic right now so i don't have everybody talking so i don't and then in, that's all i have on that one where it's cut so that would that's for like the second one for now um i might have to like pull it back out and double listen to make sure there's nothing else that i missed out of that one and then <laughs> <laughs> In the third one, let me look at the video for context again, because I don't remember. I cut out all the questions that you guys were asking just so I could like have a shorter audio file to listen. Oh, the fireplace one. Yeah, the the je ne sais pas part is for real. Um, I'm still listening. Towards the very end of that video, like after it's silent for mad long, it sounds like someone's saying, ooh, eh. Um, don't really know who is where um, where is yeah where is that's like that seems pretty clear that's pretty easy to hear too if you like listen it's like towards the very end of the video mm. but it definitely but then there's no follow-up so it just says where is that, that's pretty but there's like that's um, pretty that's, common for the phasma box so like rachel was saying like sentences will get cut off all the time even in english right Ooh. Right, right, but right after she says "ue," in like insanely quiet, there's a man talking too. Ew, no! Oh my god, I just got the chills. Ew. But for real, and like I can't really hear him at all yet. Yeah. I, that might be undecipherable, but it's definitely a sentence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I know what you're talking about too. I'd be curious to to see if it was French or not. Yeah, that I cannot tell at all what language, but it's definitely like a, it's a, it's an actual sentence for sure. Um, I might be able to just give this a quick little boost. Oh, it's, it's like so reverby. It's pretty hard. I'm going to turn my volume way up. One sec. Yeah, I, I have no idea what that's saying. I'll have to try to figure out how to make that a little more comprehensible. But there's definitely, like, immediately after she says Uwe, um, there is a man talking for the show. But again, I don't know if that's even in French or not. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to review these clips. No kidding. Yeah, for sure. It definitely helps that we can at least talk about what we think it is. Yeah. Word. All right. Word. Team. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks, friends. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.